0: so you're in a parking lot and there's a bunch of people yeah so
1: there, there's a bunch of people in this parking lot and i get out just to go to the back of my van i'm, I'm trying to park there is it like nighttime it's, or what? it's nighttime so i i go to get back in my van and i hear them like jumping out of their truck they're like go 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 and they're drive off just burning rubber driving off terrified of who i am they can't even <laughs> see who i am and like they don't know if i'm a like normal dude or killers. Yeah. And then the other two cars, this girl in her underwear runs out of one of the cars and jumps in her car and gets out of there. What the heck? I just cleared out a parking lot and like I (laughs) I did stuff like that. You should have just started running at him like screaming. (laughs) I know. I know. I but
0: What's up, y'all? This is episode number four. I got my buddy Garrett Schmidt here today. He's uh, never done a podcast before, so yeah. we got some butterflies rolling. <laughs> a
1: little bit. They're <laughs> hatching. They're hatching.
0: But, so, firstly, so I wanted to jump into uh, what you were up to yesterday. What? Uh, so you hiked up Lone Peak. Yeah. How long did that take you?
1: Unfortunately, nine hours. Um, we... Started. Did you?
0: Well, did you go up Jacob's ladder? Uh huh. Okay, that's yeah. the way I went.
1: We, we went up Jacob's ladder. Um, there was this girl that one of my friends invited. It was like twelve hours before she found out. So really, I feel like we we're kind of swelling down. But she she did great. Um, How many people did you guys have? We had four. Okay. Well, counting me, four. It's a good squad. Yeah.
0: Um, so did you? So you went up Jacob's ladder. Jacob's ladder is gnarly. So we we did that when we were in Boy Scouts. Where's uh-huh. our, with our yeah. leader and like we were i we i remember looking back and like me and my brother and a couple of us did like decent but like that's a gnarly hike i think mm-hmm. that's gnarlier than temp oh yeah you've done temp right yeah, yeah. no doubt yeah. it was it's like especially in the summer like going through like those maple trees or whatever they are it's like so mm-hmm. hot and dusty and like <laughs> it's, it's gnarly
1: yeah coming down it we like we pretty much ran the whole way down yeah and uh but i was pretty shocked like the past two weeks i've been doing two 10 mile hikes and uh really and they they were like both easy uh one mount Tilak in lake tahoe
0: oh and then oh yeah i saw um, those those were sick
1: yeah and then i did uh we did mount raymond and did another peak so
0: where's mount raymond
1: it's in uh Big Cottonwood Canyon, kind of middle of Big Cottonwood Canyon. Okay. Uh, is it up,
0: like, by Lake Blanche?
1: Um, Do you know? <laughs> uh, by, like, yeah. the S-turn? It's, uh, it's after the S-turn. After, okay. So, after the S-turn. So we did that, and those two were fine, and then this one I was like, wow, this is kicking my butt. <laughs> and yeah. it says that it's 11 miles, but well, it's, it's, a, it's like, 14.
0: It's, yeah, I've heard it's, like, it's shorter, because Timpanogos is higher than... Lone Peak, Mm -hmm. and that's what I remember doing uh, Timpanogos. I was like, this is way more, like, enjoyable and, like, easygoing than, like, uh, Lone Peak.
1: It's just a little walk. Yeah. This one's like a stair stepper, (laughs) Um, 10,000.
0: How many people did you see up there?
1: We hiked up, came back, and saw one person when we were coming back at kind of near the top, and then, like, two other people at the bottom when did you start five, five in the morning yeah i was gonna
0: yeah. say you gotta yeah. all these type of hikes you have to start early or you get freaking roasted
1: yeah i i wonder now how many people actually have done that because you always hear people want to do it but yeah not that well, many a, people i have haven't done it back and,
0: i haven't gone up since and i'm like yeah. eh. i think i would love to go back up but i just it's one of those things you have to commit to so hard like it's a it's a pretty big commitment yeah that's well, a lot you of hours in one day like that's that's hard. Like we when we did it for scouts, we camped up there. You know the, like rock valley underneath uh-huh. the peak. Super pretty. Yeah. So we camped in that little valley, and like even that, like I almost would rather get it done one day because like the next day we woke up and you're so sore and you know mm-hmm. you have to go down the mountain. Yeah. And like pack up, but it's a it's a gnarly hike. For did you sure. do it in Tevas?
1: I, I didn't. I <laughs> I have these. Uh, these solomon shoes oh yeah! shout out to solomon Dude, they because they're they're the future yeah. those shoes are the future they're, i need to get some they're, they're my Vans. trail running shoes and i'm i'm so happy with them all the time i've
0: thought about getting some uh trail running shoes because they they really do like make a huge difference even just like when you kick a rock like yeah. saving you from that foot pain is like essential if you're going to be like out on the trails oh yeah well and sure. especially we did um have you heard of the spartan race yeah yeah i heard about so yeah so me ryan uh alec our buddy cade we all did it the Mm -hmm. other day or a couple weeks ago and like it made me realize like i love running in the outdoors like it's so much better than like a treadmill oh yeah and like yeah i was i was thinking because i just wore some like nikes just some like gym type shoes Mm -hmm. but i'm like if you had like actual trail running shoes for this i'm like you could freaking kill it you know but that's something you should do. You, I, that's I like, would love to. That's right up your alley.
1: There's like such a big difference between running on dirt and a road. Yeah. Like I, I, I could run on dirt for a lot longer than a road.
0: Well, that's what we kind of realized. Like, because we, when we were kind of training for it, we ran up in Corner Canyon a couple times. And like the difference between like the pain of running on like, like cement compared to like a trail. It's like, it's so much softer and like so forgiving longer. on your knees. I have like oh, yeah. terrible knees but yeah, it's, it's definitely a game changer with it. But, um, also let's transition back to Tahoe. I want to, I want to talk about this cause I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is exciting.
0: Summer went by freaking fast. So tell me from the beginning of kind of how the <coughs> idea kind of came about or like what kind of made you go out there? Yeah.
1: So, um, when I was 15, I went to Lake Tahoe and I, Loved it there. I thought it was so because cool. and it was I, amazing. Yeah. I told myself, I was like, I'm going to move back here one day. And so this past spring, I was trying to figure out what to do. I was thinking about moving to St. George. Um, actually thinking about moving closer to a girl. Things were going well there. And then that just kind of fell apart. And then I was like, well... Maybe I'll just go to Whistler, Canada and move there with Levine Kelty Barney, my yeah. friend. Shout out to Kelty. Yeah, <laughs> Kelty Barney. Um, but it didn't work out, visas and all that, and so that was a struggle. And then I was like, Tahoe, I've been thinking about that for a while. And then it just clicked. And like in two weeks, I got a job, got a place to live and everything. What was the job? Um, I was a lift operator. Oh, really? For uh-huh. so, like
0: uh, biking and stuff?
1: There wasn't biking there. It was at Heavenly Resort, and it had... Um, zip lines, mountain coasters oh, so things sick. like that that's pretty chill yeah so I got a job with that and then my friend he's been living in a van for a year and he's like you know what I'm moving to Alaska you just want my van it's like yeah I'll, I'll take your van it's built out <laughs> has I'll take it queen size bed <laughs> running water solar panels all of that and he's, do you know what kind of van it is it's a Chevy
0: like a Ford 350 or whatever like the white ones yeah it's an okay. it's ugly scary <laughs> scary white one <laughs>
1: um and it yeah it's it's old 1996
0: the build looks sick though like aesthetically like the wood on oh the, like, the inside is
1: incredible the yeah. inside was way cool the outside like that there's this one time in tahoe that there was tons of people in this parking lot yeah. it was like 10 at night i'm so excited I, to
0: talk to you about <laughs> this because like i've kind of experienced like this similar feeling yeah, like living yeah. in like a car i
1: i thought about you a lot while i was out there and uh because <laughs> i know that you had your struggles of getting kicked out of motels and things <laughs> like
0: that okay well so so you're in a parking lot is this so where did you normally stay was it did you jump around or did so, you find like a home base kind yeah of, or?
1: so my first week was a struggle holy I cow. Figured it would be. my first week I hit some lows, like I, you know, I'm hyped, I'm driving to Tahoe, I'm like, I have nothing to do, I just, I'm gonna go live, like I'm gonna just have a blast then I get there and I do all the things that I want to do in like a couple hours. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, well, shoot. (laughs) Yeah. Now what? (laughs) But the first week I found, I thought I I found good parking spots. And then the first week I got kicked out of four different places.
0: Well, that's, I was thinking like with, even with Tahoe, like it's a pretty like spendy area. Like Uh people that live there have nice cabins. And like, I was kind of thinking like, well, at least when I lived in California, I'm like, like they start really looking for people that do that stuff oh you know? yeah like it's it becomes like a a nuisance to like the people that live there mm-hmm. and so like the police and stuff like they for sure like look out for it and yeah
1: and it's it's so prevalent there that they're in this transition of accommodating to van right. life because so many people do it but just they're it's kind a ski of
0: town or is it like
1: just because everyone goes there like wow. in the summer i was blown away by how many people had vans really? like so many people had vans so many people were living in them traveling in them that's and, pretty
0: cool just to have that like i'm sure you met a lot of people oh yeah like with vans like and
1: stuff. it's you you see people and like you're like you live in a van I'm like yeah and then you talk about like, where do you park and some yeah. people would be like yeah okay this is where you should park and some spots. people would be like sorry man and you totally understand because <laughs> yeah. you're like i feel you i get it you got those secret spots and you can't you can't give them up so
0: that's so awesome yeah okay so that back to that uh so you're in a parking lot and there's a bunch of people yeah so
1: there, there's a bunch of people in this parking lot and i get out just to go to the back of my van i'm, I'm trying to park there is it like nighttime it's or what? it's nighttime it's okay. like a like a trail head park okay and so there's high school kids all in this back of this truck. You start, and then like, shaking your van? You're like, and, well, <laughs> and so there there's these two cars on the other side. And so I, I go to get back in my van, and I hear them, like, jumping out of their truck. They're like, go, 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 go. And they drive off, just burning rubber, driving off, terrified of who I am. They can't even <laughs> see who I am. And, like, they don't know if I'm a, like... Normal dude, or, like, or yeah, and then the other two cars. This girl in her underwear runs out of one of the cars and jumps in her car and gets out of there. What and the so heck! I just cleared out a parking lot and like I, <laughs> I did stuff like. You should have just started running at him, like screaming. <laughs> I know, I know, I. But it kind of messes with you because like I'm a normal person. Yeah. Like, like if you look at me, I feel like you would be like, oh, he, he's all right. He'll, Well, that's a, like, it kind of us. made
0: me realize like, like when I like see homeless people, it's like that feeling of like somebody, cause I, I was, cause I was interning at the time. And I remember I was talking to a lady and she was actually in the LDS ward that was in the area. Mm -hmm. And she's super nice lady. And, but her two daughters were like in the shop I was working at. And she's like, so like, where are you living? And I was like, Oh, I'm just living in my, my Camry out there. And the daughter was like, what does he mean? And she's like, don't worry about it. Like she was like, <laughs> Almost like it was almost like she was like sheltering her kids from like this kid's living in his car. Yeah. And, I, and I was like, wait, no, like I'm not like homeless, but I, like I am currently, but I was like, and it was like this weird reflection of like feeling like I was being judged in a sense. Oh yeah, for and it, sure. It was definitely like a weird like ego feeling of like, Like, whoa, this is a real feeling. And, like, people that are homeless or that are, like, struggling, it's, like, they feel that daily. And if they're, like, you know, people that are, you know, like, downtown homeless people or, like, and it's, like, if they don't have, like, maybe, like, a drug issue, or, I mean, even if they have drug issue, but, like, it's it puts in perspective of what it's like to be in that situation, you know? For sure. And that's, like, the the most, like, the smallest example of, like, Harsh of like, you know, people are so much harsher to like homeless people, or like, you know, you hear about stories all the time about people like pranking homeless people or whatever and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, just to have a little, like, tiny piece of perspective was like so like eye opening for me, you know? Yeah. And that's, a, yeah, like for you too, it's like, it's such a weird feeling. But, um, yeah. but yeah, like, what else was there any other, like, any crazy, did you ever get st- like, um, kicked out by like police? Oh.
1: um the police were actually way nice really uh i had a police officer op- uh knock on my window one night it's always a scary and sound yeah oh yeah you it's it's weird and he he was like hey what's going on here i was like i'm just parking for the night he's like do you have any weapons or anything he's like <laughs> i was like no he's like all right you're good he's like yeah So he just let me stay there. So police, really nice. Yeah, "Yeah, just checking to see what was going on.
0: So, were majority of the times, did you stay at like parking lots or like trailhead stuff, or did you ever stay out like in front of like like cabins or anything?
1: Um, I had.
0: Do you have like a go to? Yeah, I had had like
1: three go tos, and um, one of them was right up the road from the beach. So like, I would go out and. Sometimes, like, go for a run in the morning and then go to the beach and just jump in, shower off. And then, dude, that uh, lake is so cold. Yeah. Oh, I've, dude. I've, I've never, they're...
0: like, dude, I've never felt, probably, like, that's, like, that, the water there feels like, like, frozen water. Yeah. Like, it, it's insane how cold Lake Tahoe is. Yeah.
1: There was, like, a one morning that it was, like, 30, 35 degrees, and it was the beginning of the summer, and so I went for a run and then i jumped in tahoe because i was like i have to bathe before work yeah and i could not get warm until like five (laughs) that day like i was freezing the whole day and that's just like how it was it it warmed up and stuff but uh
0: i love like like i'm the times i've been there like the feeling of like i don't know about you but like ocean sand bugs the crap out of me like the feeling of like salt on you Uh like swimming at lake tahoe it's like the beaches are sandy but it's like you feel so clean. Oh, like, yeah. Regardless, you know, like getting in and out, like it's like such clean water. It is. And that's yeah. like their thing, right? Like keep Tahoe blue. Yeah, or whatever. keep Tahoe
1: blue. And just the way that the whole um, geography of, of the land is like because it has so many um, fields, the water runs through and cleans it. Yeah. And because of the rocks, because of the. Um, uh, volcanoes around there makes it so it's just like a perfect mixture to make it clear like it is the cleanest water like you can go 10 feet under fill up a water bottle and bring it up and it's pure water you're good to drink it
0: did you so i i've heard there's like do you ever hear about like the mafia stories there yeah
1: yeah people's bodies they don't float
0: well wait so wait tell so tell me about it because i i've heard like i've done like those youtube deep dives of like where you're watching uh-huh. like foot videos and stuff so I, I heard about like i guess the mafia used to have like cabins up there or something or
1: the casinos are all around there oh so, right okay so they they go to the casinos a lot and i i don't know a whole lot of the mo- about the mafia but yeah they would if someone was giving them trouble they just chuck them in uh <laughs> Tahoe. And well, like, they, like they, they kill of the them. Deepest lakes yeah, it's one the of the deepest lakes. But right? since it's so cold, they just preserves them, right? Yeah, and yeah, they just yeah. go to the bottom and well, so they what, don't float. So
0: yeah. Well, I remember. Um, I, so the video that I remember watching was like there was a guy and they got a submarine and they took it to because they, they wanted to see how deep Lake Tahoe was. Yeah, and they took it down and the guy that went down there. It, like I think the first thing he said was like the world's not ready for what's at the bottom of Lake Tahoe Really? And he said when he went down there He saw bodies all just like they were like hooked to chains or like things that make made them sink to the bottom And they were all just preserved like a graveyard or something That's And I don't wild. know if, I don't know if they've I I don't know how Because like logically in my brain I'm like you'd think they would go down there and like get all the bodies out yeah. and Like solve crimes or whatever yeah so I don't know you know, like don't quote me on that, but I'm like, just the idea of that sounds like so crazy and like and the fact that there are stories of like the mob being there, I'm like, i'm not I wouldn't be surprised, you know, yeah, but yeah, it's interesting. Lake Tahoe's a beautiful area. We went through there, um, <clears throat> we were going on our senior road trip, me, Ryan, and our gang, and we were going to Huntington, but we stopped our first night, we drove to Lake Tahoe and i remember we got there and we were trying to we because we didn't have like hotels or anything booked and we got there and we were trying to find like a place to stay that night Mm -hmm. and we were like surprised like this is actually not turning out like we hoped like because we had tents and stuff like how the freak are we gonna like find a spot and it was like it was a the day there was a huge ufc fight going on so the the whole town was like super booked out and crowded That's what I think it was. We were looking for hotels, and, like, we couldn't get any. But we ended up staying on a golf course that night. (laughs) It's on, like, the, I think the southern side of it. I don't know. But, yeah, we stayed at this golf course, and, like, we just, like, we scoped it out before the sun went down, and then we went back that night and, like, pitched our tents and stuff. And then we, uh, the next morning, we wake up, and Chandler, my brother's like, there's people coming, there's people going, uh, like I guess like they were like getting the, um, the, the golf course ready for the day. Uh-huh. And they do that like super early. Cause people yeah, golf super yeah, early. Yeah, for sure. But that was like my most recent experience. At Tahoe.
1: <laughs> That's super funny.
0: <laughs> but, um, so I mean, going back to, I guess the, the general trip itself. So how long were you out there?
1: I was there for over two months, just a couple days over well, two yeah. months. So it
0: went by a lot quicker than I thought. Like, and that's just like this summer has been like it's gone by so quick. That's what
1: everyone says, yeah. It's
0: um, so you, what was there any like crazy experiences with people that like? Do you have anything besides like the cop or like um, anybody try to mess with you or anything
1: or no? No one Imagine really not. tried to mess with me. Um, it is. It's funny because, like, like you were saying, learning about you know you see homeless people in a different different yeah. way um same thing goes for that like i would go to neighborhoods and people they glare at you yeah and it, because they're like don't park here like yeah don't they get park nervous in front of my house <laughs> yeah and they get nervous and my thoughts are you know i am so much more <laughs> afraid of you than you're of me because right. this is my home and you could take everything i have yeah just by taking this car away from
0: well, like me. instantly, like they could change your life so easily. Oh yeah, like they could come up even like if they just came up and slashed all your tires. Yeah, like that would be such a huge setback for anyone. You know? Oh yeah,
1: for sure. That's like money that I don't have. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. And uh, yeah, and so I just thought that, that was so so funny that people they kind of see my van at first like oh this guy's crazy but <laughs> no like I'm afraid of you and like. You need to help me out did
0: you so did anybody help you at all like did anybody ever offer food or so
1: so it was a big big blessing i uh actually went to Tahoe my first day after I didn't know what to do. I was like you know like i like i'm l d s so right. I went to the church there and I was, just to check what it out what it was like yeah there were people there, and so um Someone, I asked her, like, someone, the bishop's number from this one lady. And she's like, go inside. He's in there. So I went in there and I met this one lady and she asked where I was working. I was like, I'm working at Heavenly Resort. She's like, I have two kids that work there. And this lady was just took me in. Like, this family adopted me for sure. Adopted me. So, like, and they they had three Ethiopian kids. Uh, They adopted three Ethiopian kids and then had four um, of their own. And it's a lot of kids. Yeah. And so there was like two, like 18, 19 year olds and then two 21 year olds and then a 25 year old. So like all around my age. Yeah, that's perfect. So I was just hanging out with them a lot and they would like cook me food and stuff. And we're super nice because I could just carpool to work with them. Yeah. And so it, it was, also a kind of a challenge because i could find myself really liking you know being yep. at their house and just that's chilling true. out and then i was like no i it's i gotta get miserable. out there like i'm i'm here for a reason did they
0: ever offer you to like stay oh with yeah. Them? yeah yeah so they're like- i was ask like did they like because you're out there kind of for almost like a mission to like live in a van yeah for sure and it's like yeah like they can take that away and just because of how nice they are which is a cool like that's a pretty important lesson too yeah. like like, yeah, the fact that they're open to helping you so easily. like, And that
1: that's who they are. They just bring people in. And so, like, my second day, uh, like, meeting them, they're like, do you want to stay at our house, like, for the summer? <laughs> I'm like, no, I have a home. That's <laughs> Like, I, I have a bed, and it's actually really nice. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's what's cool, too, is, like, imagine, like, if you wouldn't have gone on that trip, you would have not even met that. You would never oh, yeah. know who that family is, you know? And, like, I've, what I've learned with photography and, like, just running my own business is, like, the power yeah. of, like, networking and, like, oh, yeah. meeting people. It's a future. Well, it's, like, if you want to be successful in anything, network. Like, learn how to network and learn how to, like, actually talk to people and, like, genuinely have conversations that are, like, important. And, like, I've met so many cool people by doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's opened up so many different doors. And it's, like, you know, who knows in the future like what will happen with this family maybe you know maybe they give you a job or like it's like the the options are like uh like endless but you wouldn't have had that if you didn't take that leap of faith yeah driving out there you know dude that's so important
1: that was like the the like theme of my whole trip was just the plan like because like I said, I had all these different plans before I went to Tahoe right. and there was every, every day I was like, this is, this is why I'm here. I'm yeah. here for this new reason. And there's this one day where I was mountain biking and I would go mountain biking just about every day. Cause really? what else was, did I you have every, a bike? What, was it
0: in the van with you? Yeah. yeah, It was just in the really?
1: van. I could fit it in there and it worked and everything, but, uh, it must've been pretty snug. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it, it was nice when the bike was out of there for right. sure. But, uh, So I was was mountain biking, and there's these, these flowers, um, these wildflowers. I think they're called the snow mountain flower or the the snow flower. And it's like this big red, like like tall red. It almost looks like a small little pine tree that's just about six inches. Okay. And it's super pretty, and you can you can spot them from like many different points.
0: Are they here in Utah? Have you seen them? I've never
1: seen them. That's the only place I've seen them. And yeah, so I was going up and you know, when I, I was biking uphill, I don't like biking uphill that much. Now I do, but I was biking and then I, I, I'm going to quit. And then I'd see those flowers and like those flowers would just my, my omens, you know, like, like the alchemist, read the alchemist. Everyone, everyone read the alchemist. I have
0: it right there. I haven't read it yet, but Joy, like Joy's, it's one of her favorite books.
1: Read it. It talks about these omens and how these omens, they direct you and guide us in your life and this little flower, I felt, it was like my, my flower for the yeah. whole trip. I'd be like, oh, I just want to give up. And I'd see that flower, I'm like, I got to keep biking, got to keep biking. Nice. And I feel like with life, that's how it is. There's that something that comes into your life, and it's like, keep going. You got this. Like Yeah. Yeah, you got this.
0: Well, and usually, I mean, like you don't know what those are until you uh, receive some form of hardship. Oh, like yeah, Even as sure. simple as biking or as, you know – you know fill in the blank it could be anything
1: or just awareness you gotta yeah. just be aware and for then sure. you'll see them
0: well that's what's interesting like I, I remember um have you seen into the wild oh yeah for sure it's so, like i remember thinking about how like a lot of people will watch that movie and like they'll get the concept of like i'm gonna run away and you know but then yeah. once you're in it and that's what you've you realize, like it's a freaking like it's hard and like it's it's the glamor of it is so much more different than what you expect, you know? Yeah. And that's what like, for me, I was like, when I was going out to California, I was like, I I'll do anything. Like I'll live in my van. I'll live in my, you know, whatever. And luckily for me, I was in an apartment. I think it was three months, but I, the last month it got to a point where I was like, I have to live in my Camry. And I was like, I, I like had no other choice, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to go home early because I want to make sure I like, stick to this for me like mentally just to, like get through it and like also just as like I didn't want to disappoint people um but I remember I was like thinking like you know I can do this like I, it, I've seen people like in the movies do this and like I'm like I've seen people have lived in their vans but I, I really didn't I underestimated like how like hard it can get and it, it's it's more of like a mental game you know like for me did you get homesick at all uh, I guess you I don't out. have a home
1: like you yeah, know. Okay. Like I go to Southern Utah University. That's my true. parents live in Draper. That's where most of my friends are in Draper. So it's like, but
0: you're pretty busy out there too. Yeah, with work and, and stuff.
1: But I did get lonely. I yeah. didn't get like homesick. Yeah, but lonely. A
0: good way to put it. Oh yeah, dude, yeah. lonely for sure. You're just like sitting in your van, like. <laughs> <laughs> did you have any like cooking stuff at all, or did you buy? Any? Yeah, yeah. So like going along
1: with loneliness and. And cooking, there was it was my first week, and anything bad that happened in Tahoe's was the, was the first <laughs> the week, trial and error. It was the trial of, of it all. <laughs> and so, I there's this day where I was just lonely and I wasn't working, I didn't work for the first week, and I didn't have any friends. And so, I was like, okay, I'm gonna make some food. And you have to find a place to park to make food, right? So, I don't know tahos so I'm trying to find a place to park. I, I park on this like busy road. And so everyone's watching me, and I'm, I'm self-conscious about making my food. I don't know who I am. I don't know if yeah. I'm a criminal or if I'm not because make, people make you feel like a criminal. And you I'm, see if cars, like, swarming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. People staring at me. So I'm, I'm making noodles, and all I got is noodles and, like, canned chicken. Yeah. And so I'm making my noodles, and I, I knock it over. And my <laughs> noodles just spill out everywhere. <laughs> And was it
0: was like a cup of noodles, or like no, it was
1: just like new- just normal did you have like spaghetti a, noodles like a
0: backpacker camper, or like,
1: yeah, so I had like a- I had a jet boil, okay, um, so I had a like a small jet boil, and then I had like a big stove, two stoves, yeah, okay, and so you really have to like set it up, and <laughs> so your noodles just yeah, so noodles spill all over, and I just like sit in my van, grab my can of chicken. And I like open it and it just squirts all over me <laughs> <laughs> and, and I like dump out all the water and I just like start laughing. I'm like, I'm eating freaking can- chicken do. out yeah. of a can and I don't know anyone. I just spilled my noodles on the ground and I was like, but I'm living the dream. Like this is, I-, I love that you said, Oh, what'd you say? It said it, it's a different glamour. I like that yeah. you said that because it is a different glamour. Like, For sure. It's not. It's not a glamorous life to most of the world. Right. To like, probably eighty-five percent of the world, that is not a glamorous <laughs> life. When you're really living it, but when you just see those trials and those things that you go through, you're like, yeah, this is this is fun. You start yeah. to adapt to it, and well, you're like, this is so cool. It's all about so like your cool. mindset. Like that's important. Oh,
0: yeah. Like because in those moments, you could get all pissed off, and you know, say I'm going I'm to go Taco home. Bell. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like, and that's a. It's like being able to kind of like laugh at your own. Like small setbacks is like it's so important to be able to do that with everything you know oh, like yeah. like i always try to think of like examples but like that's like a perfect example of like things falling over and like you're just like you're hungry and you're like miserable and you're like oh. you're
1: like why
0: <laughs> i think uh when i so w- when i was living in my car i would stay at the motel parking lots and like i remember one night this guy or I hear like conversation outside my van. And anytime you hear that, you're like instantly on guard. Oh yeah, for sure. You're like, someone's coming up to my van. Someone's going to like try to yeah. You think they're they're coming for you. (laughs) Yeah. And I like peek out my little like window thing. And like this guy, this big like construction worker dude leans up against my car and just sitting on it. Like, just like, you know, leaning on it. Yeah. And he sits there and like starts smoking a cigarette and then his buddy comes over and they're just sitting there like talking the crap. And I was just like sitting in my bed, like, I was partially like nervous, but then I started thinking about, I'm like, these guys wouldn't, they're not going to do nothing. Like even if anything, I would scare the crap out of them. Yeah. Like if I was like, All right. like <laughs> yeah. but I was like, I remember just sitting there like kind of like internally laughing. Cause I'm like, what the, like where the freak am I right now? Like I'm in the middle of California, like in my Camry and these guys are like up against my car and like, it's yeah. Just being able to like smile and like laugh at the little things. And that's the same with like the omen thing. Like, Being able to latch on to things that will bring you like minimal happiness or like that normally would bring you minimal happiness but they like when you're in situations like that it just like immensely just will uh like change your mindset and make you so much more happy you know yeah
1: yeah like you see like those guys probably walked away and you're like okay now i can sleep like this is really nice that i have a peaceful time but you wouldn't think about that before yeah it's
0: like taking things for granted oh that's, yeah. that's the biggest thing that i like you realize like um yeah like having a house and like having a, a room or a place to stay like it's so much different than when you don't and yeah and most people will never like experience that and so i think like what you did is like that's like so important and i think honestly like traveling in general i've talked to a couple people um like my buddy sage he was on the last one Um, we talked about travel and like how important it is because it just opens your mind and like, it gets you out of your comfort zone, Mm. which getting out of your comfort zone in general is just like so important as like a, as somebody that's growing up and, and anybody like our age and, you know, anybody, but, um, especially in our, at our age, it's so important to be pushing yourself out of your comfort zone because you just learn so much quicker by doing that. Yeah. You know, um, did you, so did you have like. Um, like regulars or people that you met on the mountain or like as like a lifty?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I met a lot of people. There was a lot of employees and a lot of um, people that were like foreign exchange students, like J1s that were working. So um, that was actually a lot of like kind of culture shock for me you know I'm just really? I'm just a little boy living in Utah like <laughs> I, I don't know much uh, about the world but I was really shocked by the the lifestyle of those people you know they they just party and that's all they do and like that like I have a lot of friends that that party and stuff but like they bike and they yeah. mount like they rock climb and they ski it's and gnarly. it's like they do things like that but these people, they just seem to just party. That's all they did. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that, thing. that kind of shocked me. So I, I tried to hang out with them and then I just kind of realized one day I was like, well, there's no reason to just force myself to hang out with people that right. I don't really enjoy. But I did have a climbing gym that I had a membership to. Oh, nice. And I, I met a lot of cool people through there. I bet. A lot of cool people that I really enjoyed, like just learning from them.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I think, uh, I think um, like anywhere where like a gym, like a climbing gym or like even a fitness gym, is like you can meet people really easily. Like we, mm. me, and my brother talked about how like if you like don't have friends or like you are looking to do something, like get a gym membership somewhere, yeah, or like just a membership somewhere, like whatever it is, because like especially like climbing, everybody there is like gonna be instantly your best friend, yeah. You know? And I bet, I bet there was probably a lot of people that were just continuously going through Tahoe. Well, it's kind of like a vacation yeah. That's place.
1: that's the thing too is, it's so cool because you'll meet someone and you're like, yeah, this is my first week in Tahoe or my first month. Like I just moved here, and everyone knows that because everyone did that at one yeah. point. Like, rarely did people grow up in Tahoe, and so that that was really cool. To just because they're like, oh, I I feel yeah, I know where you're coming from. Like, let me help you out. Right. And they they totally would like. There, there was another guy that I met, and he was doing the Appalachian Trail. There, whoa, um, okay. And so he was coming down the Appalachian Trail, which is pretty much like the west coast of. Do you know how far of that America. is, or how long? I don't know.
0: Is it, is it, um, where does it go? Dude, I'm do you pretty know? sure
1: it's from like the top of the United States to the yeah, bottom. all the way to bottom, right? Uh-huh.
0: Okay, that's why I, I remember it was like insane, and because like when I lived in California, we'd see people. I don't know if they, I think these people were biking the entire coast is what they were doing. Uh But it was something similar where I was like, that's like gnarly. That's like months and insane amount of time.
1: A lot of dedication. Yeah. So that's what this guy was doing. And he got a tooth infection. And so he stopped in Tahoe and got taken care of. He's like, it's been five years. (laughs) I mean, oh <laughs> he hasn't finished the Appalachian trail oh. and so he just got stuck in tahoe <laughs> just, like that's what happens people just get stuck oh he just there. like stayed there yeah he just <laughs> stayed there man he didn't he didn't do finish the trail or anything he's like i still need to finish it and uh so that that's what's way cool about tahoe it's, it's not just, a bad place to stay though oh yeah it's, it's like solid spot it's just a family like you become family with everyone
0: yeah um do they have like a School there, or like a college or anything. They
1: they have a community college there. And okay, I know that if you're like a local, it's for free or something. Really? Yeah, that's pretty. They sick. have super good deals. So
0: is there um, there's bear there, right? Bear? Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. any bear. Oh yeah. Um, so they always talk about bear. They're like, don't leave food in your car. Jeez. And I'm like, I live you're, in my, my car. <laughs> my, my, my pantry is in my car. <laughs> yeah. So I I never listened to that, but oh. I would always hear stories of bears opening people's cars, getting into. Did people's, you imagine? Did you have like, like a slide door? I had. I didn't, just but I had one that where you push in with the thumb, like you mm-hmm. just push the thumb in and then it opens. So bears can't get into that. But if it was kind of like the oh, latch, like the latch, yeah, cause I well. because yeah. I would have been done though because I I saw like <laughs> bear prints in people's cars and really? they would do that. And one one time I was biking and I came around the corner and I saw. This mama bear with her two cubs oh, right sketch. in front of me, and I just flipped my bike around and got out of there. But people, they really enjoy looking at the bears. Some people get really close and take pictures. But sketch. They're kind of a part of the whole yeah. community. Like
0: I imagine that's. I mean, that whole area is like such a cool area, like Tahoe. Like I don't know what canyon it is, but the canyon driving, kind of like towards the coast of California. Uh-huh. I don't know which is, but I remember driving through and I was like, this is like super sick. But, um, did, did, so talking to other van dweller type people, um, what was like, do you remember like one of the best like pieces of advice that you got from them? Or like, um, anything that you learned specifically?
1: Uh, there, there's two, two people. Um, one, one guy, he, He saw I have a Brian head sticker Uh on my van because that's a ski resort I go to in uh, Cedar City, unfortunately. (laughs) But, uh, and he's like, Hey, I like your sticker. And he's like, I'm from Cedar City. Like, really? And he's like, Yeah, I live here. That's cool. And he's like, You live in your van? I was like, Yeah. He's like, I do too. And it was my, again, it was my first week. And I was like, It's tough parking places. Like, you'll figure it out. Like, you got it. And just for some reason, like, that was another omen. Him just saying, like, you got it. It's like, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I totally will. I will. Thank you. Man. And <laughs> I did. And I figured it out. And I thought that that was so cool. Like, I don't know. It's not anything he said, but I just, like, I loved his spirit and who he was. He just seemed like a cool guy. Yeah. So I, I kind of hung out with him here and there. But uh, another guy, He was he didn't live in a van but um i went to squaw valley and we were gonna go skiing Squaw
0: Valley's, is it idaho
1: no squaw squaw valley is on the other side of tahoe it's oh okay yeah yeah it's right there it's so mammoth and squaw valley they um were open till like
0: for skiing uh, yeah for a Whoa, while dang. like
1: i went skiing july 15th and mammoth really yeah so it was super cool but we went to Squaw Valley. We thought we were going to go skiing, but it was a Monday and it was closed. And so, there's this dude biking around and he looked he looked like he was homeless. And but it was one of those guys where you're like he's either homeless or he's super cool. Yeah, super <laughs> you know. Like- and and he had these three dogs with him and he was talking to us, <laughs> telling us about some hikes that we can do. And uh he walked he he left and I looked at my friends and I was like either that guy is homeless or he's a legend. And I think he's a legend. And, and so
0: scene cut to like you guys running and him like chasing. Yeah, you know, like yeah.
1: Just like- yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, Squaw Valley is, that's where Shane McConkie, uh-huh. um, like did all of his skiing and that's where a lot of legends go to ski. And so after we did our hike, we went back and we saw him at, in this shop and it was, a gallery, um, mm. a photo gal- gallery. Oh, so we, same guy, yeah, same okay. guy. So we walked in there. He's like, "Welcome to my shop."
0: You're like a legend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And so we meet him, and his name's kiyoki and that makes him even cooler. That's yeah, cool oh name. yeah. And so I read his bio, and of course, he has shot for Shane McConkey for all these professionals. Is he like skiers. a photographer? Or? Yeah, he's a okay. photographer, and he's shot for National Geographic's and wow. like all these different things. And he's lived all over the world, grew up outside of the U.S. And so I, I talked to him and I was like, so, like, you knew Shane McConkie? He's like, yeah, I knew him really well. Like, his wife and I are really good friends. That's and crazy. Shane McConkey, he passed away a couple of years ago. And so he did some of the, the documentary in there. But I, I asked him, I was like, where's one of the your favorite places you've been to? And he's like when's the best moment of your life and i was like right now he's like right answer (laughs) and he's like right now this is the best place i've ever been and uh and i really liked that that's a pretty cool feeling like that must have been like whoa yeah dude this guy was wise like my friends they didn't really understand the people i were with they were just like oh you seem like a cool guy but yeah i would have sat there and talked to him for hours i wish i could he he seems like a super, super duper cool guy. Have you looked him up or anything? Yeah, or I have. He okay. has some podcasts. Not some podcasts, some TED talks that he's done. Oh really sick. Um but his his photos are really neat
0: and Does he have like an Instagram or anything?
1: Uh I don't know. Check sure. You should uh, you should yeah. find his
0: Instagram and like DM him and like, hey, what's up? Yeah,
1: yeah. I or or email him. I'm on yeah, I'm would. on his email list, so I totally can do that. <laughs> so I, I really like that guy, but like Right now, that's the best time of your life. That's you know?
0: sweet. That's like that, that. like, yeah. Like that's such a cool feeling. Like that, that. made me like want like get chills. Like I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so I wanted to kind of go, about, or go back to like traveling. You've been, you've been all over. Like you've been to Canada, haven't you? Yeah. You've been to Africa. That was a more recent Tanzania. Trip,
1: right? I went last summer.
0: I yeah. wanted so. What was that that trip was like a humanitarian uh-huh. with yeah. your, your dad, right? Yeah. Okay. What so, so what's that what was that kind of a like
1: So my dad Howie, everyone calls Howie. him Howie, yeah. He's my best friend. Um and he loves traveling, but he loves doing humanitarian work. So I grew up um going to Romania uh and doing Where's Romania?
0: Service. Is that by like Italy?
1: Uh it's Like Europe? Yeah, it's in Europe. It's like the um the far side of Europe by Ukraine right, a okay. little bit and all around there, Hungary. And uh, yeah, so we would go there and he had an organization that he would work with. So I, I grew up just doing service projects. yeah. And so we went to Africa and my dad had some friends out there that he knew. And so what we did out there is we, it was a different service project for me because, you know, Romania, we, would build these like summer cabins for orphans and mm-hmm. um, for this orphanage, and so it was a lot of hands-on what what we were doing, but Africa was different, and I, I learned a lot there because with building in Africa, it was teaching the people how to work. Oh yeah, and kind of like, like being a leader because their leadership isn't isn't there. Yeah, they since they don't have leaders, they can't work, and so I, I learned and, a yeah. lot of how important leadership is. So just telling people, okay, work because they're super hard workers, but they have no direction. Right. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I was learning as we were out there doing our service project. And, and one thing that I learned, um, out there that actually has really been a big part of my life is I was driving through this village and like, we're deep, deep in, you know, (laughs) the, the forest and, there's these people that are, um, they have nothing and yeah. they're far away from the city. And I just asked myself, I was like, how many of these people are going to be successful? Yeah. And, and my thought was success is, you know, living in the city and having a job and, right. and doing their thing. And then I, I re- realized like that's not success at all. Right. And I kind of made a, a definition for what success is. And success Is living up to your full potential yeah and I was like those people that are here if they're living up to to their full potential if they're being the best parent they can they're being the best child they can if they're you know being good for to their community right that is success and that is where they can be successful and so I realized like you know wherever I am in the world as long as I'm doing my best I will be successful
0: yeah I love that Um, that's really cool So I
1: thought that was pretty neat
0: Well, that's like, and that's, you know, it's so easily to get caught up in, like, defining your success through, like, other, almost through other people. Or, like, you, you kind of create this, like, vision of what success is. But, yeah, that's a great way to put it is, like, are you putting out there what you, like, putting as much effort as possible into, like, growing, not only, like, in business or in, you know, fill in the blank, but, like, also, like, as a yourself, as a person, are you like educating yourself are you you know are you pushing yourself to just continue to grow that's i think that's a like a great point i think that's really cool yeah um was there anything because africa was there anything that you ever felt sketchy being there because that's like one of my like top of the list places i want to visit is like anywhere in africa i want to go to like morocco i want to go to like egypt i want to go to I want to go to like the Congo and stuff. I don't know if I'm pretty yeah. like pale, so I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. That's why I don't I've I i do not know like is it safe to like travel there? Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's like anywhere, but
1: that that was the thing is I I never felt scared but, but kind of by the the city they don't they don't have like street lights. Yeah. And so you're just walking around in the dark and everyone's walking around in the dark where there's cars yeah. flying by can't really see anyone and you don't know what's going on yeah and so it's like you know we could we could get mugged we could sure you know get hit by a car and no one would know right and that was like the only the only sketchy thing but the oh the people seem amazing the people are amazing and that's that's what i think is so interesting like they have something going for them something that i i've really been thinking about is just distraction and how distracted we are from yeah, what really oh, matters, yeah. you know. Um, we get distracted so much with like social media and um, like you're saying, like yeah, yeah, and the appearance that we're supposed to hold. But these people, they're not getting getting distracted by anything. Yeah, they don't care, and they're just living their lives and they're happy.
0: Right. Well, that's what, so. When we went to Thailand, because we were there for two weeks, and um, I remember when we came back home, we so we stopped in L.A. first. But we all had such a weird, like, I don't know if all of us did, but I know me and my brother for sure had, like, a feeling of, like, none of this matters. Like, like everybody gets so caught up on so much, like, bull crap. Like, we, we were at the airport, and my brother pointed out, like, this guy, I think he, like, flipped off somebody else because he was, like, waiting or something. And, like, everybody was just so upset and, like, busy and, like, and it, it does put into perspective of like, if you, if you were on an island with, even like twenty people, like would you care about the things that you really care about right now? You oh, know? yeah. And it's like when you're, I think it's when you're put placed in a, maybe an environment where you don't have as much time to worry about stuff like that. Because like these people in Africa, they're, you know, they don't have time to, sit and play Fortnite. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they're they're hustling to try to essentially survive in some of these communities. You yeah. Know? So I think once you're pushed into a, a situation where it's kind of like your survival, you realize what's important pretty quick, you know? And I think that's a huge lesson to learn because without traveling and without going out of your comfort zone, like you're not going to learn that. And that's like, for you, is a huge, it just broadens your perspective even more, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's a, a, I, I'm always like, I'm timid. I wouldn't say I'm that timid, but I'm always very, I've always been extremely curious. Cause like I've always read stories about people that travel and, and for the most time, I don't know why, but my brain always catches on to like the sketchy or like crazy experience. I think it's like the storytelling of my brain, uh-huh. like loves to hear like a crazy, you know? Yeah. But I'm like, it seems like pretty much anywhere you go in the world, uh, you'll find, you know, and this is like an obvious statement, but you'll find dope people that are super friendly and like, Anywhere else, anywhere you go, you're gonna find sketchy stuff or you know bad people. But I think that's like a, a kind of a good lesson I've learned too is like, you know, you have probably just as good of a chance of getting mugged if you went to West Valley as compared to if you went to Thailand. Like in Thailand, we felt super safe. Like mm-hmm. we we were worried going out there. We're like, you know, what do we got to be aware of? Yeah. we were like, we read like stories about like the like Thai mafia, like kidnapping people in like these beaches and i'm like i'm sure it's very valid you know but like when we got there the people were just like the happiest and nicest people there were like we talked to me and sage talked about a story how our scooter broke down on the middle of the, this like highway and literally in two seconds before i could turn around to like come help sage there was a girl behind him getting off her scooter to come like start siphoning gas like through her so cool. she wasn't even like she found a straw on the side of the road and was like putting it in her <laughs> mouth and putting it into our tank, Like without any hesitation, she was helping. And oh I'm like, my. there's, there is something about like, I don't know if it's like, like third world countries or they just seem to be, they seem like they take care of each other really well, you know, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's, it's kind of everywhere you go, but I think no, that's I, super cool.
1: I, I like that a lot because, you know, that like going back to to tahoe there's there's a big difference between tahoe and utah you know yeah most people in utah they they seem like they're fine you know everyone seems really well off here you don't really need to help anyone and when i was in tahoe i was like i have nothing to do like i have a video uh, where i'm driving down the road i'm like i have nothing to do (laughs) and i was like i can do whatever i want and i can help whoever i want yeah, and that was a really cool feeling of being like, I have no agenda, and if there's someone on the side of the road, I can help them. Right. And then, Tahoe compared to you know Africa or these third world countries, you have more time to to help people. Sure. Well, like and, yeah,
0: like you're you're what you're there for. You have so much more than probably the people that actually live there. Yeah. Like you can just offer. Well, like I think the fact that your dad loves humanitarian stuff and like, I think traveling somewhere and doing a humanitarian like service while you're there is like i think that should be like an essential for most people like you should make an effort to like go help or do like volunteer or something yeah because i'm like that would mean so much to most people that are living there you know yeah instead of just taking a vacation and like chilling you know mm-hmm. did and, you Or keep going
1: and well i just think like that that lady that helps your friend with the gas you know i bet that happens so much to people out there oh i'm sure and so service is such a part of their culture yeah that it, it you don't think about it you know and then here in utah you hear people and they're like you know like i did like they really have to think harder how to yeah. serve people right and so when i was in tahoe i was like i need to i need to live somewhere where i can serve more yeah. and where i can like look out for other people more yeah so I, that was that was another thing that was really big for me
0: yeah, I think it's almost like, um, I think there's a sense of community that the more like established world doesn't have as much anymore. Because like we said, like going to L.A. and this guy's, you know, flipping this guy off, that cut him off or whatever. It's like if that guy was in, I I like using the example, like if he was in a village with twenty people, it's like would he react that way? You know, it's like we just we get so, like, caught up in, like, this... You don't know who your neighbor is, so it's easy to insult them or, like, write them off. Whereas these countries, it's, like, they they know everybody's struggling, so they are doing whatever they can to make the world go round, you know? And I think um, the sense of community is just... It's extremely important. And that's what, like, for me, like, with social media and stuff, I'm, like, that's kind of been my goal, is, like, I want to create a sense of community where it's, like, I can help those that watch me or follow me or listen like if i can do some give some type of value to a stranger like that is so much more like enjoyable for me than just like creating art or something you know um but that's yeah we we talked about how with that girl it was funny because like when we got it we finally got it started and we're all like stoked and we're cheering and uh, we were like, we're not gonna just like go like we want to give back to this girl somehow, yeah. and we we tried to give her, um, it's the the currency is a, a bot, um, and we're trying to give her some money and she wouldn't take it. She's like, no, 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 like don't. And she's smiling. She's like, we don't like it's. And she didn't speak any English. So that oh. was one point too. It was like she didn't speak any English, and like we were like we're giving you money. Like we know you're not gonna take it, but we're like here. And we gave her, like we gave her quite a bit, like enough, like probably I think it was like. Somewhere around like 200 baht, which like, I think like 15 baht will get you like two or three meals. So oh, we, wow. we gave her like a pretty wow, good chunk yeah. of money. But for us, like, that's like, I think it was like 15 bucks for us. Okay. Like it's nothing for us. So we're like, please, like, let us just, yeah, like, let us give it back. And like, and she, she like accepted and she's smiling. She was all happy. But yeah, I think, uh yeah, I think traveling is just, it's so important to be able to experience stuff like that. Because especially, I mean, like Utah. Utah is kind of a bubble where it's like, you kind of don't see that, or like it's easy to not think about it or be aware of that, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's crazy. I think I would lo- like Africa looks insane. I, I definitely would love to like do a humanitarian trip type stuff. I, I know Ryan, Ryan went out to I think it was Fiji and did like humanitarian yeah, trip. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think. Like traveling from here on out. Like if I do travel somewhere, like I'd love to try to volunteer somewhere or do something. And yeah, get I
1: I was talking to my dad. I was like, "What about India?" And uh, so he's been looking at India. Be crazy. Like Going to India. So and it, it was also cool while I was in Tanzania. Um, there are two guys that were from Utah, and then another lady that was from Utah. And one of the guys, he was talking and he's like talking about how he so he got all these jackets and um winter wear from deer valley okay and took it to tanzania to to give to the people who help at mount kilimanjaro oh, all nice. the uh, oh what are those sherpas all yeah. the sherpas and so he said yeah i just got a godfrey truck full of them and i was like godfrey truck i was like how do you know yeah, the Godfreys?" Godfrey's. <laughs> and i was like i know the Godfreys," and he's like you know chandler godfrey i was like yeah i know chandler very well he's one of my like really good friends he's like yeah he's my step grandson i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> like i met this dude like in tanzania yeah, yeah. who's one of my best friends like step grandpa so that's super so small crazy. world and it, it was funny it was way really funny
0: that's awesome uh okay well i think oh so lastly i want to talk about ski season this year so you're going to be down in cedar yeah maybe just for school yeah we'll Possibly. see yeah.
1: i'm i'm looking into going to weber so okay who knows
0: Is where's weber at
1: ogden oh so, okay yeah he oh, so uh, might be up here I, I know i know so who knows
0: well so if you stay up here which which resort would you go to
1: that's a good question snow um, basin maybe or something snow basin alta snowbird have you, have you know. re-
0: so i know there's like the epic pass or the what's the other one
1: uh, Icon Pass. Icon Pass. Uh-huh.
0: Do you know much about that? Yeah. Like, uh, is that something you would ever get? Or like, I know some people are like kind of...
1: Well, he- Heavenly Resort that I worked at is uh. a Vail Resort. So Epic oh, Pass is okay. all the Vail Resorts. Um, But last season I had a Mountain Collective Pass. And that? so that's like two days to Alta, Snowbird, uh, Snow Basin, and then to mammoth and squaw valley which i use mammoth and yeah. then to lake louise in canada and revel oh, so which i used both those last season so that was that was good
0: that well was, so is the icon pass what's the icon pass is that th- like you have a bunch of resorts to choose from or something i
1: i couldn't tell you what the icon pass is okay it, but i know that it has i don't know like what company they're all under uh-huh. but kind of it's pretty much nowadays i feel like it's just everything that's not on the epic pass is on the icon right. pass. yeah besides snowbird snowbird's just hanging out
0: well that's what's it's crazy is like um this last season were you were you here for the last season
1: yeah but i separated my shoulder oh so. okay yeah so i separated my shoulder and then two weeks How did later you do that again well i was with some of the Godfrey's and I. <laughs> Through with that you, I went off a jump and my skis just like fell off and separated my shoulder. And then I almost had to have surgery. So they're like, It's actually a 50 50. Like, you could get surgery or you couldn't. And I, I was like, Well, oh, if I can't, yeah, don't need to, to, I won't. And then he's like, okay hey, don't ski for four more weeks. And I was like, All right. Two weeks later, Good I went luck. to Canada. <laughs> yeah, I went to Canada two weeks later and then I separated again. Oh, shoot. So, uh, so I don't know. I, I probably, ski? he's a, he's a snowboarder, but he's skied like once. Okay. But.
0: Um, yeah, well, that was, I was going to say last season. Um, it was interesting because like Brighton, um, cause that's my home resort. It was like the busiest I've ever seen it mm-hmm. in my life. And, and a lot of people, like a lot of the local dudes, I was kind of just seeing it on Facebook and stuff, but like a lot of them were saying it's because of like icon pass or the epic pass because it, Brings more people uh, without – I don't remember what it was. But, like, you could definitely see, like, a huge shift in, like, how many people were yeah. coming toward the resort. And, like, normally that's, like, super good, you know, but, like, the, the more tourism, the better. But I, with Brighton, it was interesting because they don't, they don't have room to expand, you know. Yeah. Like, their parking lot is so small already. And, like, we, there was a couple days we had to park, like, a good – like 10 minutes down the Canyon because of like the lines and that's like my car. Like wow. man, we had to walk the whole way up and it was like a, almost like an hour walk into the resort. <laughs> oh my. And it was interesting cause I'm like, it's, it's crazy seeing like the resorts, like this just a shift of like kind of the industry. Cause like Utah, yeah. we're in such like, we're in the heart of the industry, you know, and especially like you ski so much. So you're, you're aware of it. But, um, yeah, it was crazy. I, I was kind of looking at it the other day. I was like, like, do I get like one of these like passes? Like, is it cheaper? Or I'm like, am I like giving into the system? I know, but no, the thing is, yeah, they're, like, freaking sure. Brighton—they're upping their prices. Like, their day pass is like, I think it's like going up to like seventy or eighty bucks now. Mm-hmm. I think it was, like, and that's cheaper bucks. for that's yeah, that's like one of the cheapest resorts. Like yeah. now, it's like I think um, I think uh, Jasmine she was telling us I think Park City or Snowbird or someone like their pass or maybe Deer Valley. It's like hundred and thirty bucks a day. Yeah, or that something. that's like snowboard. Yeah, hundred and twenty. Like, that's insane. Like how, like I used to think like skiing was like a rich sport, but now it's like I'm like holy shiz! Like this yeah. is I can't afford this. Yeah,
1: that's why you just need to buy a split board. Come to the backcountry. Well, I with was telling
0: him like I'm like getting to the point where I'm like, because like riding park is like my favorite thing, but it's getting to the point where it's so hard on my body. Like if you crash, like you just get wrecked. Yeah, and I'm like. I would get probably just as much enjoyment if I did backcountry stuff. So I'm kind of like, do I start switching over to skis now? Like, is am I getting back <laughs> to that age? But mm. I, don't, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I I like snowboarding, but I know i like I'd like skiing too. Yeah. But I'm like, maybe a split board's a good way to go. Yeah. But then again, like all my money goes to all my camera equipment. So <laughs> that is I need true. Got to like, you find out where first. the money
1: goes, right?
0: Yeah. But okay, well we'll wrap it up there. I think we've done out yeah just about an hour that's kind of like my goal is like with each podcast do like more at least i mean i want to say at least 30 minutes but i'm like at least an hour and then if it if it if i keep going we keep going like i don't want to put a limit yeah on it. for sure but um yeah that's pretty much it uh for those that are watching on youtube make sure to like and uh comment subscribe i'll do all that thing uh, make sure to check out Garrett on Instagram. What's your Instagram? Uh,
1: Garrett Schmidt? I don't know. G-A-R Schmidt. <laughs> I'll put it in the Gar-gar. info. Garrett Gar. Yeah.
0: One of those. Um, and yeah. Make sure if you're on iTunes or Spotify, uh, rate it or do something so it helps. I'm sure. I think rating it helps the most. But um, thank you for listening and watching. Thank you to Garrett for hanging out. Thanks Coming for on, having me. Having this is good was good see it's not that bad right yeah it's pretty chill for sure um and yeah we'll see you guys on the next one not sure who's coming on next but i'm sure it'll be good but uh peace out